Welcome, everyone, to Kingdom Culture Life Redefined Podcast. Life Redefined because that's exactly what Jesus Christ came to this earth to do, was actually redefine life for mankind on this earth. I'm your host, Larry Flannery, and I, again, welcome you, and I thank you for joining us. And I say us because I want to welcome my co-host, Dr. Lori. Hello, Dr. Lori. Hey, Larry, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Well, good. And just to clarify, I'm not a doctor. Um, for all you listening, I am not. Is this thing on? I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, so go ahead. But you did play one on a movie, right? You did play one on TV? Well, you know, back in the day, that's what they would say. I'm not a doctor, and I did not play one on TV. So there you go. Okay. Well, but the reason I say that, I say that for a couple of reasons. The reason I say that is, obviously, I do what I do and give people nicknames and stuff like that. And and I also call those things that be not as though they were. And you are, I'm going to let you explain this in just a second, but you are a licensed Christian counselor, a pastoral counselor. Is that correct? That is correct. I am a um, a certified temperament counselor, um, and I hold license with the National Christian Counseling Associate Counselors Association. That's a mouthful. We just call it NCCA. So, um, I've been in some form of ministry my whole life. Since I was thirteen years old, I started teaching Sunday school. Um, it kind of cool because a Sunday school kid of mine showed up at church, and he's like in his 30s now and he said you used to teach me when I was 13 made me feel old but anyway um I've always felt a call on my life I started my counseling journey a couple years ago mental health was not something that you know I wanted to do or thought that I would ever get to this point in my life but you know when God calls you you have to answer right (laughs) that's a whole nother that's a whole episode we could talk about right there but um So in 2016, I began teaching one-on-one Bible studies and, you know, I helped people to um, understand the salvation experience and how to be born again. But what I found that people were hurting, they were broken, and I personally needed more tools to help beyond, you know, that to be able to help them get past um, who they were, what's happened to them, their wounds and their, their past and accept their new identity in Jesus. So I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how I wanted to do it. And God just kind of opened the doors, led me to where I needed to go. And temperament therapy is what I do. And it's based upon, you know, who people are as individuals, their emotions. Everybody has a different set of emotions. And once we realize how we process life, how we interact with people, based off of relationships, you know, how we interact um, on a social setting. We know all these things. It helps us to better understand why we do the things that we do. And so I take that information and put it together with the word of God and help people to be able to move beyond their past and to really become who they are and who Jesus meant for them to be. So it's it's an exciting um, journey um, that God's got me on. Well, that is excellent. That's excellent, Lori. And I, I'm proud of you for the progress that you've made. Well, and I'm you. proud of you for what you're doing. And I'm proud of you. And I'm thankful that you're joining with me on this adventure. Now, I, have, I do have to ask you a question. Do you do shock therapy? <laughs> Only to my husband. 
because well, I'm because after we've done a few of these and you've done a few of these with me, you may want to you may want to do shock therapy on me uh, because we're going to dive into this thing. We're going to have a lot of fun and uh, we're going to laugh. We're going to cry. We're going to we're going to get touch some serious and some sensitive issues because I've not been in ministry all of my life, but I've been in, you know, I've been in ministry for a long, long time now. Mm -hmm. And for those that, that do not know me, I am, they call me an evangelist. I, they, I think they call me an evangelist because they don't know what else to call me, but I pastored for 14 years. Of course I came up when I got in, when I got saved, I was, um, went all went up through the ranks, uh, youth director, outreach director, assistant pastor, okay. all of those things. And then I pastored in Texas for uh, about 14 years in West Texas. And then God began to shift my direction. And so now I've been on the, on the road full time for about 12 years now, just encouraging, edifying, building up, pouring into healing and strengthening uh, the body of Christ, strengthening Amen. ministries and pastors and their families. And, and um, I, I don't, and I, I get told this a lot and, you know, I, it is what it is. And I don't, I'm not, I don't look like the typical evangelist. I don't minister like a typical evangelist in, as far as the name goes. And I'm all right with that. I just want to do what God's called me to do and been doing, again, been doing that Absolutely. full time for 12 years now. And here's another tool in our, in our tool bag, mine and yours, this podcast to help bring direction healing, victory, abundance to people. Uh, I know the world is hurting in the, of course, in the world, you know, people are lost. People are without God. Obviously souls need to be saved, but I think we are missing something bad in a bad way. If we just, if we just close our eyes to Christians, God's people that are still hurting they, they may be saved. They may be coming to church on a regular basis, but they're still hurting. They're still broken. They're still struggling with stuff. Absolutely. And I read, we're going to get in, this is kind of an introductory uh, a podcast, Lord, for all of our listeners out there. We're going to explain a little bit about kingdom culture in just a minute, but we're, we're just flowing into it. As a, this was about telling our listeners who we are and what our intentions are. But I read something um, the other day that, that just, struck a chord with me and it said if i can remember exactly how it was put it said that that most pastors do not know what's going on in the minds of their saints right. and most of their saints are not going to tell them what's going on in their minds wow. do you find that to be somewhat true or pretty true absolutely or? because um you know and not to get real clinical but you know, one of the things that I see often is people come in and they have a mask on. And what we learned during the pandemic is masks get, they get um, to the point you can't breathe. And that's where stress and all these things kind of set in. And that's what I teach my clients on, a, you know, on a daily basis is you can find out who you are and your identity and who God created you to be, or you can be like who everybody wants you to be. And we have that choice to make. We can either, either um, adapt and because, you know, with the church, we are, if we don't fit all fit into that mold and if we don't all fit, we don't all worship the same, look the same, um, you know, 
then we're not saved. But when it comes to people, they're individuals and it's okay to be individual. And I'm not, you know, yes, there's the word of God that we live by and things that we, you know, that we um, have to be obedient to God. But that, I'm not even talking about that stuff. I'm talking about um, the oh. identity of who they are and the identity of um, everybody. You can't shove a round peg into a square hole. You have to be, people are individuals. And you can talk to someone and think that you know exactly who they are, but if they're not being truthful, and sometimes it's not even about being truthful, it's just who they have adapted to be because that's who they think they have to be. Is all that makes sense or am I just rambling? No, it, it makes perfect sense. And I think, and I think from being around the church for so long, I think that we have created, and this this is this word I'm fixing to say is going to lead us right into what I want to explain here in just a second. Uh -huh. We've created a culture in Christianity where people can't be true. They feel like they can't be truthful because we're going to crucify them. Exactly. We will kill them, yeah. run them right out the back door of the church uh, and or, or shame them or make them feel, you know, like they're just horrible, horrible Christians because, oh, my goodness, you you got depression or you got anxiety or you got this issue going on in your life. Yeah. And so people will bottle up. They'll box. They'll put those walls up. And they'll put the the uh, the suit and the tie and stuff on or the pretty dress and they'll put the makeup on and, and make themselves up. But my goodness, if we could see yeah. what's going on in their minds, it's just it, it, it might shock some of us and scare some of us. But that yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say um, that people, they like to and I call them and I've heard the word in, you know, Christian catchphrases that, well, you didn't pray enough. Well, have you prayed about it? Well, you know, just trust God. And they say all these things, but they don't really give any application of how to do that. And yeah. like you said, people put the mask, you know, they put the mask on, they day in and day out, come in and come out of services. And, you know, the majority of the people that I talk to are Christians and they are struggling and it's, it's a big time struggle in just in our churches of the people of God and the kingdom of God. So like you said, the mind has to be addressed and um, we are spiritual. We're physical or emotional beings and all those areas have to be addressed. And we don't do a very good job as the ministry of the church. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive or anything, but we don't do a good job of, um, teaching practical application of how to live the word of God. We just expect them just to catch on and keep going. Well, that's exactly right. Cause a pastor friend of mine's wife got on to me and him both here a while back and said, you preachers are very, very good at telling us what to do, what we need to do, but not telling us how to do, how it. To do it. Well, that's what I want kingdom culture podcast to be about. We're going to, we're going to teach on a lot of things and cover a lot of things, but, but we're going to get practical application as well. Because it's not enough just to teach it and preach it and shout about it and dance and run the aisles and all that stuff if we're not living it, actually living it outside the four walls of the church in our regular right. everyday life. And that's kind of where kingdom culture came from. The definition of culture um, is civilization, society, way of life, lifestyle, customs, traditions, heritage, habits, ways, values. Those are some of the basic definitions of the word culture. And and where, when he, where God put it in my spirit was last year, a uh, pastor friend of mine, Pastor Ben Baldridge, 
and I took a team to South Africa. We took our RISE conference, Restoration and Spiritual Excellence Conference to South Africa. And it was hosted by a, a local pastor there. And there were several other leaders and ministers that came there. And there was uh, ministers, there was uh, lay leaders, youth leaders, Sunday school leaders. They they came, we probably had two, 300 people there in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to teach again, restoration and spiritual actions. And it mostly focused on the gifts of the spirit operating in the gifts of the spirit, the fivefold ministry, how the fivefold ministry operates. Well, when we first got there, the, the local pastor called me aside and said, we, we brought y'all here because we need help. I need you to help me get my people out of this African culture, this culture of brokenness and poverty, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. It's just, brokenness and poverty. And, we, and if anybody's ever been over there, obviously you can see it. as soon as you get out and walk around, you can see the brokenness and the poverty that's over there. And it's in the church. It's, the church is the same way. The church is no different. Well, when he said, get us out of this African culture, the Holy Ghost just smote me, just began to really deal with me. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I, I want you to begin to teach these people that when they're born again, they no longer represent African culture, no more than you represent United States culture. Yeah. If you're born again, now you represent the culture of the kingdom of God. Yeah. You represent the, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so I began to teach them that. I began to teach them that once you're born again, you don't represent African culture. You represent the kingdom of God to them. You represent the culture of the kingdom or the the lifestyle, the customs, the traditions, the habits, the ways or the values of the kingdom. Well, I brought it back over here. I brought it back to the United States mm-hmm. because we don't rep it. We as American Christians, you don't represent Georgia. You represent the kingdom of God. I don't represent okay. Tennessee. I represent the kingdom of God. We represent the kingdom of God and all it stands for and all it is to the world. We represent the Lord Jesus Christ to the world. Jesus said it like this. Jesus said, pray, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6, 10. Jesus said the kingdom of God was with, is with you and shall be in you. Luke 17, 21. He told his disciples as they went to preach to declare the kingdom of God is at hand. Matthew 10. When we are born again, the Bible teaches us, we are translated into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter one, verse 13. So I started asking myself, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. What is that supposed to look like? When the world looks at you and I, or they look at the church, if we are representing the kingdom of God, what are they supposed to be seeing? And, and the only way that I could answer that, the only way I, I couldn't just put my spin on it or what I think it looks like, or my opinion. I couldn't ask Dr. Lori her opinion, what she thinks about, or anybody else. I have to go to Scripture. I have to go to the Word of God. I have to look at the ministry of Jesus. How did Jesus operate? What did Jesus do? He handed it off to the church. Acts chapter 2, they took off. What did they do? How did they operate? What does the kingdom of God look like? And so that's, that's where kingdom culture came from. And so now... We begin, I begin, we begin. That's what this podcast is going to to begin to do is to explain that and help people understand their purpose, their identity, their power in the kingdom of God and how they can live that on a daily basis. 
Amen. I don't I don't think that I don't think that that kingdom we don't we don't represent kingdom culture when we just because we go to church on Sunday we dance and run and shout the aisles and we get happy there for an hour and a half. We feel good for an hour and a half. We feel yeah. like we are about to tear the devil's meat house down for about an hour and a half. And then we walk out defeated. And, and boom, we walk out and we might make it 24 hours, some of us, and then bam, here it comes. It unloads and we fall right back into that vicious cycle over and over and over again. I want us, I want us to help people break that cycle and live the life that Jesus Christ paid for them to live. Amen. And and I know I I, I can't I'm gonna ask you this, but I believe, I believe they can do it. I believe God's people can be free spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. Absolutely. And um, you know, it's it's about applying the word and living the word, you know, I talk to people on a daily basis about the issues that they're experiencing. And if we don't know the word, we can't apply the word. We have to have the word of God and implanted. We have to have the word of God, you know, ready, memorized, um, you know, not just reading it, but really taking it in. And, you know, we, we've talked about on a personal level before how growing up, you know, in, in the church, you're told to read your Bible. You're told to, um, you know, to to read this. And we've talked about it before, you know, the daily bread charts or the, you know, read the Bible in a year. And here I am, you know, me, because I learn differently than everybody else, I guess. <laughs> but I found that I'm not the only one. But, yes. you know, here I am trying to shove all this five chapter reading. And I don't, I've not like understood a word that I've read but I got my five chapters down, right? Until finally, yeah. to me, you know, to me, some people can do that and that's that's okay. But to me, like, I can only take in so much. Yep. So what I've started doing for myself is I take that one word and I take, and I, you know, chew on that word. And sometimes that word takes me through the whole week. And what I found also is when I take that one, one scripture, that one word that God's given me, God leads me to people throughout that week and I'm able to use that word to bless them, you know, and to, to help them and encourage them. And so when I take that one word and I hide that word in my heart, it becomes a part of me. And then I can use that word. And then I, I pick another scripture and that's the way I've started to learn. You know, I've started, you know, in the last several years, that's the way I study the Bible. You know, I take and I look it up in Hebrew. I look it up, you know, What's the definition of that word? I look in different translations to see what God is really speaking in that particular moment. And um, when that when we do that, the word of God becomes real. And then we can we can start using it to be victorious and to walk in authority and all these things that that you're talking about being free. That's what the word of God is, is to make us free, free indeed. And that's where the the, the church has to come together and you know, we have to start encouraging the ones coming in. How are we supposed to teach them to live free if we're not living free? Right? Exactly. Exactly. In this generation, that, like they like they 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 know they know that there has to be something different for the to pull them in. And if the church if the Christian is 
living an undefeated, you know, a defeated life. They don't want that. They don't want to be a part of it. Like, so we have to, we have to do better. Like God has well, called we, us to do better. We are his, according to Acts 1 and 8, we are his witnesses. Mm-hmm. We are his witnesses. We are billboards for Jesus Christ. Our words will are only going to go so far. And That's then people right. are going to look at our lives. Does our lives, do our lives match up with what we're saying? And if we're preaching about all this stuff that God is and God can do and God did, but it doesn't look, they don't see that in our lives, they're, it's going to turn them off. They're not going to be interested in it. I, Jesus was such an advocate of that. He said, all right, you don't believe the words I'm teaching. I'm paraphrasing here. But if you don't believe the words I'm teaching, then let me show you the works. Believe the works and the works are going to testify of me. And then he healed the sick and he delivered people and he cast out devils and all in, in all that he did. But he wasn't just. It wasn't just about preach, 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 preach. There was demonstration and manifestation. We are walking billboards for Jesus Christ. And if people are going, if the world is going to see spiritual freedom, mental freedom, emotional freedom, physical freedom, financial freedom, they're going to, they're going to see it in our lives. We should be mirrors of that. They should see that in us. We should be images of that. And I'm going to tell you, Lord, we're going to, and I know that we will, and to all of our listeners, um, thank you so much again for listening and for joining with us. It's an honor to have you. And if you're jumping in on this first introductory one, or if you're going to you pick us up down the road somewhere, it's an honor to have you listening. And I think, Lord, that we have a lot of people. I know that's already been hitting me up about it, and I know you have too, that are excited about it because they want practical application. Yeah, they want to be free. They want to know how to to put this stuff in action and to actually live <laughs> the promises of God out loud and to see the promises of God manifest in fulfilled in their lives. And that's what, and that's what we intend to do. That's what we plan on doing. And, and I, you know, we, we, we might not sound like the most professional out there, but we're just going to flow and we're going to let God use us and we're going to do it the way God yeah. Uh, sets it up for us to do it it'll find its own flow and its own flavor and 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 we're i just would say to, we're just going to be real and yeah. i would say to any of our listeners if you if it's for you great you know grab a hold get on board let's go for the the long haul um if it's not for you if we're not your cup of tea you don't hurt our feelings if you don't listen just click off go find somebody else you know you don't have to if it ain't for you don't worry about it don't worry about it just it, it won't again it won't hurt our feelings but to help people, Lori, that's that's why we're here. That's, that's why we're here. here, to see people free and enjoying their walk with God and enjoying their life on this earth as representatives of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you and I have talked about this personally. It's not that life's not going to bring hard times it's not that life's not going to happen because i mean it's going to happen it's understanding that when i go through things i'm not going in it going through it alone i'm not i can be victorious in the middle of whatever life brings me i can have peace in the middle of whatever life brings me and you know living that living Living life that. that way and you know i could sit here and give you testimony after testimony about how God has helped me in those situations, but living life that way in a, in a place of peace and a place of joy, because, you know, 
in the midst of the storm, we can still have joy. We can still have peace. So we have to know that who God is so that we can understand, you know, that we can live that life. We can live that peace. We can have that joy. So it's, it's, it's really important for people to understand who God is so that they can, that he can, he can lead them and guide them through the things that they're going through because life is, you know, life's going to happen. Things are going to happen. I don't, I'm not, I don't know. Maybe I'm just speaking for me. Does things happen? Does Larry ever have any, any, um, issues in life? Do, do you ever have any trouble? Cause only when I get on here and talk to you, that's the only time. <laughs> Because I'm starting to think like your life is perfect. I don't know. No, listen. Hey, yeah. See, I get see Lori. You know, people throw that at me all the time. Yeah. When they hear because they don't think. Yeah, the it, uh, the Bible teaches us our faith will be tested. Mm-hmm. I think our faith is tested to a degree, to some degree, every day. Your faith is going to be tested. Uh, mm-hmm. Temptation is going to come our way. I just believe that that. If a test comes my way, I've already been given all the answers. I'm going to pass the test. I'm mm-hmm. not worried about it. And Jesus has already gone before me and defeated any foe that could ever try to rise up against me. So when that do does rise up against me, does try to come against me, I'm not, I'm not a victim. I'm not even a conqueror. I'm already more than a conqueror when I understand who God is, but I understand who I am and who Christ is See, in and, me and who I am in good. Christ then I recognize I'm going to walk on this storm. I'm going to walk on this water because Jesus has already went before me and take care of taking care of it. That's a good answer. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's, and that's a compliment coming from Dr. Lori. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking but forward it, to it, Dr. Lori. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. And, um, and next, you know, next week we're going to, we're going to talk about, actually, we're going to dig into a little bit more about, um, um, can can we truly live in freedom? Can we truly live, as Jesus said, free and free indeed? We're going to talk about that on our next podcast. Is free indeed a real thing? Or is it just something that all of us Christians just preach about and wish we could obtain, but we never can really obtain it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about next week, Lori. Okay. Well, let me ask you this before we sign off. Yes, what's please the do. difference? What's the difference between free and free indeed? Free in reality, not just in theory. Mm-hmm. I think free indeed means it's in my real life. You, I talk it, but you see it. I talk it, but I live it. Okay. And it's it's free in every area of my life. Every area of my life. I like that. Well, I'm, I'm I think we as Christians, and I'm going to give a little bit away of this next week, but I think we as Christians, we're good at talking about it preaching about it, mm-hmm. yelling about it, running around the church seven times about it. We're good at preachers telling us, jump up and down seven times and you're fixing to be free. But then here comes reality. You know, here it comes back on by Tuesday, by Wednesday, by Thursday, that same bondage is boom, has come roaring back up or whatever. That's not kingdom culture. You're right. That's not That's what good. Jesus came to die for us to live and for us to walk in. But we need to save something for at least we need to save something for next time so we can at least have two. Well, I was just asking because I was, I was I was interested in your um, you know, in the response. So very good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And to all of our listeners, to all of our guests, God bless you. We love you already, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
And you have anything else you want to add, Dr. Lord, before we, before we sign off? No, but I think you should end us in prayer, which I'm sure. Well, you're I'm going to end. I'm yeah. I'm going to end us with. I'm going to end us with this, and this is my prayer for everyone. May God bless you. May you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Hey, in the I'm mighty like name of Jesus. In the Amen. mighty name of Jesus. God bless you, folks. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.